Come on, come on, let's have it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Webber and Jacob Ingamgore. Come on, come on, let's have it. We're back with the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast and uh, the boys are back. Me and Jacob are back on the podcast together, but we've got a very, very special guest today uh, and he's called Dan Dukes. He's one of the, he's in the top percent of network marketers around the world, especially for lads. So I'm just going to throw it straight over to you, uh, Dan, like flip back to when your entrepreneurial journey started, like how did it start? And then fast forward to, to where you are now, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Firstly, I've just got to say massive shout out to you boys. I'm a massive fan, man. Like, I love everything you're, you're representing, everything you're standing for. I just got to put that in there. And I'm grateful to be on here and hopefully we can we can serve as best as possible. But um, yeah, like my journey, everyone's journey goes back to, you know, when, when we were growing up. But in terms of my entrepreneurial journey, it started when I was 22. And, um, you know, it just came, it was just a hunger for more. That's where, and, and also curiosity, like that's where my journey started was curiosity. When I was younger, I was always asking questions. Like we were told at school not to ask questions, but I was that kid who always had a question and I had a question for an answer. And, um, and I think it's really important that like we question the world and we question, we question things, we work things out for ourselves. Because if you tell me something, I'm not just going to take your word for it. I want to find out for myself. That's the kind of person I am. And that's how my journey started because I was asking questions about money. I was asking questions and trying to work out what how we can experience a better life and um so I was 22 I just left university and I was completely done with like the system because I just knew that you know going to school higher education university it just weren't going to happen for me um but I made it through and um and it started by I was introduced someone introduced me to a home meeting right network market you know all about that and um it was just a friend's dad right he invited me around and he said listen I don't know if this is for you um but I might have I might have an opportunity for you. And I went round and um, I saw an opportunity. And at the time, I'd never heard anything about the industry. I'd never heard all I knew was a job, and I didn't want one of those. So I was in. Right? I used an overdraft to get started. Um, but I was pro at getting overdrafts and stuff. <laughs> you know, for uni, they teach you how to get in debt very well. And that's how it started for me. I was 22. Now, I always tell people I was broken, broken. Like I was in a seriously bad place. Um, which in my opinion is a great pl- place to start. Um, so yeah, I started from rock bottom, broken, broken. And that's when I really started 22 years old. I was. That's a, that's a powerful story, man. That's a powerful story. So you mentioned before about the mental health route and stuff. So mentions to sort of like the listeners and um, your journey with mental health and how you've combated that and how you've used it as like your sort of superpower now to take you to the next level. Yeah, man. Well, like life makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, your past makes a lot more sense as you move forward. I think Steve Jobs said, like, you can't connect the dots going forward. You have to go backwards. And like, that, that's so true. But for me, you know, like we all have pain from our past that we're carrying and I never really dealt with it. And another thing was like, I was just really confused um, about the way the world was kind of like what was what I was being told to do. Once I'd figured out that we had basically been lied to, that, you know, a job isn't going to give you a dream life, that we shouldn't settle for this, we shouldn't um, go to school, get a job, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I just started to, I really hated conformity. And I just started became, I started to realize, like, how we all know this isn't working, so why are we still doing the same thing? Like, that's the definition of insanity, right, as we know, like doing the same thing, expecting different results. Everyone's doing the same thing knowing it's not going to work out, and I just couldn't get my head around it. But every time I'd question it or ask someone, they they, they would make me feel like I was mental. And, and it just drove me to, like, it just drove me wild that 
you know, with a bad experience in a relationship and heartache and betrayal, you know, all these things, accumulative things that just led me down to a path. And I was at a point, you know, I, I was genuinely at a point where I, I, I didn't even know how, I didn't know how I was going to get through to the next day. Like that's a really long story short, but I've been there where I just thought like, there is absolutely no hope. Like I've lost trust in people. I've lost hope in the world. Like I have no idea where I'm going. Like if I listen to um, what my grades have told me and my career has told me, I, I've got nothing. And, and it spiraled so bad. And, um, yeah, I still remember the day like it was the first time I ever prayed. Like it was the first time I ever prayed. It was just like my first prayer, which is kind of deep, but my prayer was like, I hope I don't wake up tomorrow. That was genuinely it because it got so wow. bad. And then I remember my second prayer was if I get through this, I can get through anything. And those are my first two ever prayers. And that's that is legitimate. And wow. that's why if people follow me, they'll see that I have I have really strong faith because um you know what what's done in the dark comes to light so like that that was my two first prayers they were the most powerful things that happened to me and that's why i have like resilience which i think is one of the most important characteristics we can have that's why i have it now so if you i've just got to say if you are someone who's in that position right now like this is this isn't the end this is just the beginning and these pains and the and these the you know testimonies every, every testimony has a test so right now you're just experiencing Ooh. your test so you know I, I feel grateful for every single pain every single struggle and um, it molds you into who you are, you know? Wow. Wow. So we've literally, uh, we've literally had Dan on for five minutes and there's been some absolute wisdom, some absolute gold already. Like I am so grateful to have you on this podcast. Like you, you're so smart and you know what to do with your money. And that's a powerful, powerful thing that I can't wait to, for you to go into on this podcast. But obviously you mentioned two things. Number one, obviously network marketing was the first opportunity that you, that you went down the route of for success. And also number two, you mentioned the power of resilience is something that you've, that you've, um, you've gained an amazing skill out of and you said like it's essential for business so with network marketing obviously there's a lot of bad stigmas that go around on social media about um, network marketing but obviously you're a testament to the industry because you're in the top percent so let me ask you a question Dan for people that are listening to this that's just starting a business or in network marketing like how long did it take your network marketing career from when you started at 22 years old to turn into a full-time career (laughs) yeah so like do you know what like I'm I'm unbiased because the problem with network marketers and why I always tell people is the rep, the bad reputation of network marketing hasn't been given. It's been earned. It's been earned by people doing it poorly. This is a profession where you become a, where you get the opportunity to become a CEO, but people don't act like a CEO because they're not taught how to be a CEO. And it comes from poor leadership. Um, it comes from you know bad companies and, and whatever. And that's just part of life. So I always say like I'm not here to say network marketing is the best in the world. It's not perfect, but but I have so much um, loyalty to it because of what it's done for me. Um, to answer to your question, right, Callum, believe it or not, when I joined network marketing, I need to, everyone to understand is that my first goal in network marketing was to learn how to shake someone's hand. That might sound mental, but that was my goal. And I never joined with, I never, I had a, um, I always tell people like, I don't have, I'm not goal orientated, I'm growth orientated. So my, it wasn't about like, I want to make loads of money. Like I did want to make loads of money, but my goal, I said in 18 years, I want to be doing this full time. I've like, for me, the long game, I'm, I'm good with the long game. Cause I know when I was can play it, I can play it better than anyone else. Right. So I was like, I don't really care how long it takes me. So I asked you a question in 18 months, my biggest paycheck was like $4 a month. That was my biggest paycheck in 18 months. Wow. Or, or about 14 to 18 months. I never missed an event. I would go into debt to um, like make events. I'd always be at every training or do whatever I could. And it was tough. But from the outside looking in, and this is why I have like my 
philosophy around like money and wealth like from the outside looking in people would be like oh dan's not doing very well because he's been doing this for a year and he's not making any money but in my world out the person i was pursuing a person not a thing i was pursuing like a person a visualization of me not wealth so like i was getting so good like i was presenting i was going on zoom for the first time which is such a great accomplishment when you're not used to being in front of cameras i was breaking records in my own life i wasn't i wasn't focused on everyone else and then fast track um, you know, we end up building a team of, of thousands in the next two years because, you know, it's like we all know the, the story of the Chinese bamboo tree. It's all very, very like, you know, same sort of stuff. It like takes five years for it to even come out of the ground and can grow 90 foot in the air in, in a few weeks. And um, yeah, like and, and I always tell people as well, like, um, don't dig up in doubt what you planted in faith. Like when you joined your business, it's because you truly believed in it and you planted your seed of, and you had faith that it's going to work. Uh, and too many people dig up in doubt, you know, like it, just because it's not going where it is right now, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen for you. So I, f- yeah. I fucking love that. And for anyone listening to this, that's like struggling in business right now. Like just listen to it, like repeat what Dan just said. Like he had 18 months and he was turning up to all the events. He was, he was growing as an individual, but he was his best, uh, his best monthly pay was $4 in a month. However, what he touched on earlier about how the fact of how resilient he's become, he stuck with it. And then, and then look what happened, Dan. Fast forward three years, you had a team of, of thousands. And that just shows the power of the compound effect. But fucking hell, I didn't even know that myself. Yeah, bro. Like, and, and I'm actually really proud of it. Like, I, I love it because, and uh, I would go home after events. And, uh, you know, everyone in my family thought I was like mental, by the way, you know, they just couldn't get their head around it. Like, oh, you're in a pyramid scheme, blah, blah, blah. Like, I really don't have time for anyone who has anything bad to say on anyone else's hustle anyway. But like, if you're still calling network marketing a pyramid scheme, you're just so uneducated and you're in for a ride because this is one of the most most, um, solid businesses to build, especially in a recession. But I I remember when people would, would hit ranks and they'd been here for like a week and I'd been here for like a year and they were outranking me, I would get so fired up for them because I knew like what I celebrate, I attract. And I'd go home and I'd like, rec- I'd do my own recognition in the mirror. Like this is no, I'd stand in the mirror and be like, you know, welcome the new VIP consultant, Dan Dukes. And I'd do like a little performance like with myself. Like I was so sure that it was going to happen, but not on my time, like when the time's right. And, and at the end of the day, what people need to, I didn't have any other choice. Because I didn't, I don't have anything I'm passionate about. I didn't have a career. I had no skills. Like, so for me, it was like I don't really understand when people quit. You've joined this business because you can see a vision. Why would you go back to something you're not that's not working for you? And that was issue my mentality. And um, and it worked. It worked out, right? Powerful stuff, man. Powerful stuff. And like, obviously, me and Callum have been in network marks myself. I like, we're massive fans of the industry. Changed yeah. my life. Like, generally changed my life. It was like. I wouldn't know Callum without network marketing. <laughs> like it's a powerful industry, but um, a lot of like the listeners stuff. Obviously, a lot of people are lads in their twenties. A lot of them are in network marketing, um, or they either have another sort of business or they're looking at starting a business. So, what sort of like three top pieces of advice that are like tangible that they can implement sort of like straight away? would you give to lads in the 20s who are yeah. listening, who are in network marketing or have a business or looking at starting a business? Yeah, I'll go complete random, but this is one thing that I do and I, I encourage everyone to do this. So I'll, I write, I'll write a letter to myself for next year. So like I'll, I'll write a letter right now to myself in like three years time. 
And um, funny enough, I did it on a training the other week and I pulled out a letter from 2019. It was just so funny. Like some of the things I was saying to myself, you know, like, like, look, Dan, I know this doesn't look good, but I can't wait for you to open this letter because you're going to be feeling like this. You're going to be in the shape of your life. You're going to be um, earning this amount. And like, you start to uh, build a relationship with your future self, which Pete Cohen is, by the way, I just got to say Pete Cohen's like changed my life. Like he's my one of my best friends, greatest mentors, and he'll be talking about that. So I won't say too much about that. But that's Shout out Pete Cohen coming on the podcast soon. Yeah, he's an absolute legend. I don't even need to introduce him. But um, but he, he taught me to build a relationship with your future self because most people, they don't have a relationship with their future self because they can't see beyond tomorrow because they're so drowned out with the world, basically. So I make a conscious decision to build a relationship and build emotion around who I want to be. And I pursue the person, not the things. Because if you want to make money, you have to become someone who has the capacity to can have that money. So that's that's the... That's uh, one thing. Um, another thing I'll say in network marketers is invest well when you're up. Because, people are, again, I just say it how it is, right? Not The rank doesn't tell everything, right? Like Because your rank goes up and down, business goes up and down, cycles, especially network marketing is a very season-based business where like you go through your ups and your downs. Invest well when you're up. I've seen so many people go broke. They just live beyond their means. Like invest well when you're up. And, um, and, and probably just I'll probably just say, um, I'll probably just say the same thing again, like pursue a person, pursue the person you want to become, not the things you want necessarily. Like I'm all for um, affirmations and, and writing your goals. Like I want this, this car or whatever, but until you build like emotion, emotion around a future that's bigger than today, no, you'll struggle. You'll keep repeating the past. So if I think of another one, I'll say it. But yeah, th- those ones are the ones that I'm really passionate about. Like invest well when you're up is is the biggest mistake people make. When they start getting results, they're, they're not financially educated. Powerful, powerful. And Dan, obviously, like over the years, like you, you've had a really successful network marketing business. You've done very well with your investments as well. How important is it to you to actually keep on investing in yourself? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like um, investing is like a rocky road. Like the only guarantee, it, there's no guarantee. You know, if you invest in crypto, there's no guarantee. If you invest in stocks, bonds, whatever, but there is the only guarantee is investing in yourself because because you, you'll always get a return. That's an absolute fact. Like you, you can't you can't buy a course and not get better by taking it. So like I invest I invest in guarantees, right? I try and invest in guarantees, and the most important one is yourself. Like you have to. You, Love that. And in terms of like all the investments you've made, all the knowledge you've gained, like number one, like who's been like your most influential influential coach? And then number two, like what was his his piece of advice has stuck with you for life? Yeah, so there's a few. Um one of them was a massive, massive lesson. He's actually no longer alive, which is crazy. But um uh, obviously Robert Kiyosaki is a virtual or like whatever has been one of my favorites. Um another one uh, someone who's I'm going to give you this quote, but I never. I wanted to save it for a caption on Instagram. But I'm going to give it to you, actually. Right? He <laughs> told me, you know, money shouts, but wealth whispers, and Ooh. to never tell people what you actually have. And over the years, I've met so many people that have money, but they don't have wealth. And there's such a big difference, which we can chat about for a couple of minutes. But um, he always told me, never tell anyone what you got. And money shouts, wealth whispers. And he left me with that for me. And he, he said, I'll let you figure that one out for yourself. And over the years it just made so much sense. Like some of the wealthiest people I've met 
you wouldn't even know from the outside looking in. Like even, um, you know, shout out to EMC, you know, like the Entrepreneurs Marketing Conference we just went to. I met some amazing people. You get chatting to them and they built like global businesses, but you'd never know. But then you've got people that are walking around like flashy, you know, buying things they can't afford, impressing people they don't even like. And you start to realize like that's the difference. So, yeah, those are pieces of advice. Um, but I'm really into financial education, like I'm, I'm anti-system, you know, that kind of stuff. So I love like Robert Kiyosaki, Jim, Jim Rickards, Raul Powell. Like I, I've been into that stuff for a few years. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Mate, do you know what? Fuck it. Let, let's go down this rabbit hole. So we're obviously on the same wavelength. <laughs> I, lo- I love a rabbit hole. <laughs> well, I, I fucking love a rabbit hole, right? So obviously we're on the same wavelength in terms of the system, etc. Um, Obviously, with me and Karen, we're very clued up with what's going on in the world. But from a financial point of view, you know, the listeners can take a shitload of value. So kind of just um, in terms of what you believe, what's going on in the world, just paint a picture for us and then kind of go down the rabbit hole uh, from the financial side um, of, of like the best ways to prepare really for the future. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? Like, I can go on, on a real tangent because you can go two kind of ways because, um, you know, since I've been like really, really investing in like myself, my, my spiritual side and building faith. I have like such little emotion towards like money and stuff. So like my relationship with money is so different now because um, at the end of the day, it doesn't really exist. <laughs> I just yeah. kick it off by saying like money doesn't really exist. And when you, when you start to understand that, you start to eliminate all these like bullshit beliefs that you were like brainwashed to believe like, oh, I can't afford it. Money doesn't grow on trees you know, this is what a salary is. Like it's all bullshit and all by design to keep everyone ultimately enslaved to, to money. Like that's how they run the world. You know, like there's so many quotes and Henry Ford, um, all these guys have said so many quotes to just like make you understand that money is just a tool to control people. And, um, and yeah, so like at the moment, what we're seeing is like a, a, a um, controlled collapse or an organized collapse of like the monetary system. Like I personally think we're going to see a, a um, you know, with a CBDC, we're going to see a social credit system. And this is all by design. It's been written for tens of years. People just, it's so naive and they don't believe it. So like they're, they're absolutely smashing the middle class, you know, like middle class being existence. So you're going to have a choice between rich and poor, like probably be like a two tier society or something like that. The gap's, get, the gap's getting bigger. The gap's getting bigger and bigger and it's all by design and people don't want to listen to it. It's like, if you, you should watch things like the big short and you should actually take it in. It's not an entertainment. It's telling you, you know, how corrupt the world is. Like the monetary system is completely BS. Like banks print money out of thin air, lend it to you and charge you interest on it. Like if you type in usdebtclock.org right now, you'll see that the world is in like $30 trillion debt. It's like, how the fuck are we in $30 trillion debt? Like you should be, and I've always questioned these things. I always start asking, what, what does a mortgage mean? I started death to realize pledge. that the definition of a mortgage is death pledge. Yeah. Because it, like, it just doesn't make any sense. You go in and they interview to see if you're worthy of burying you in debt that you can't afford. And then I go, yeah, fuck it. Let's bury this person. We'll print 150 grand out of thin air again. And it, and the, and the cycle just goes on and money is literally debt. And, um, and debt's become like normal. So like people... Like back in the day, you'd go to zero and that would be it, right? But now you, they'll fucking bury you and they'll keep lending you more and more and more. And it's just lack of, you know, it's just complete. It's a mess, really. And the problem is no one's there to teach people, which is why, you know, I'm kind of on a mission. I'm not saying I have all the answers, um, but, you know, I definitely wouldn't, don't keep money in the bank. That's the, I, 
it doesn't make any keeping money in the bank makes absolutely no sense in so many different ways. Uh, number one, because they're making money off of it, they're trading with it, they're lending it out, called you know fractional reserve banking. You put one pound in, they will lend ten pound to someone else, and then you'll pay interest, and it goes on and on. And uh, inflation is twelve percent. So like your money's going backwards by doing nothing, but people are so stupid. Like, I'm going to use it. Sometimes you have to be a bit savage to people. Like, it's such a stupid mentality to say, um, to, to not think that it's crazy, like to not, to think it's normal. Um, but that's all people know. So that's why we're on like a, on like a mission to almost like wake people up in a productive way rather than like posting conspiracies and stuff. Well, they're not conspiracies, but you know, instead of just posting stuff and putting fear into people, I just love getting into people's mind and just like disrupting the way they think and just getting them to question things. Because I remember going to work and being paid like however many pound a day just to carry some bricks and stuff and thinking, what the fuck is all this about? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Is this what I was put here to do? Like imagine come to the end of your life and then like, you know, get and think what the fuck was all that about <laughs> what was i doing so, i know it, it it's a it's a crazy mess out there and like you said like 12 percent inflation is is fucking crazy like yeah. it just it makes me I, I feel sorry for people that get that like a 50p pay rise or something like that and they they think that they're going up but because of inflation they're actually on less money than they were the year before and like what I believe is the the way to escape the rat race, escape, um, you know, the, the, the banks having control of you is learning one thing. And that's a fucking high valued skill. And obviously for you, Dan, you've learned a couple of high valued sk- skills. You've learned how to invest. You've learned network marketing and you've learned how to trade. These are three very powerful um, high valued skills. In terms of trading, Dan, obviously that's something that, you know, you've been um, researching a lot over the years. Obviously your network marketing involves trading. Talk a bit more about how trading's changed your life and how you've seen other people's lives uh, change through trading. Yeah, 100%, man. And and there's so many like skill sets. One of them is leadership as well. Like like, if you can learn to lead, like you can print money, providing you have a good heart and you have genuine value. You know, but you've got to learn to lead yourself. Like John C. Maxwell, like a leader of one is a leader of many. If you can't lead one, then you can't lead any. Like that's one of my favorite things. If you can't learn to lead yourself, and this is all relative to like trading and investing because you're in control. Like most people actually need a job because if they didn't have a boss, they wouldn't wake up on time. That's how sad, that's how much we've slipped. Like that's how low our standards have become. Um, but, you know, trading is just like such a beautiful, uh, watching people take control of their own finances is so powerful. I'm not saying that everybody makes loads of money. You know, they actually say that 95% of people lose money. Um, but you know, that's because they, they try and get rich quick, take signals, learn for YouTube. They're not willing to invest in themselves. Right. And that's just unfortunately how it is. But once you have the capacity, once you have the ability to like multiply your own money, you become so powerful. Like you become so powerful. And again, trading was something for me where like I knew it was going to be tough. Like, and I'm still learning. I would never call myself a trader. Like I just wouldn't call myself a trader. Um, but I know how to make money from it, which is beautiful. And like being able to multiply your own money is the most powerful thing right now. And you just become, like, you can do it anywhere in the world. Like we've got examples of people who have just like, like sacked their boss and gone to another country. And as long as they've got a phone and laptop, they can trade markets. And it's not even like the making the money part. It's like discipline. It's like your motivation, your, your health, like everything. It takes everything to do it. So I just love watching people go through the pain of what it takes because, and, and seeing them start to believe. That's another thing. Seeing people start to believe that that's really powerful because in trading, you know, like the, the fact is 
that you can make as much as you want. Like you can genuinely make like a million pound in one trade if you really got good enough. And watching people's mind just expand, like the first time they make money, like you know when you said Callum, right? I made that my when I made a four four dollar fifty paycheck, I was fired up because I was like, okay, it does work. <laughs> like it yeah. works. I've made money outside of my job for the, outside of a job for the first time ever. And seeing people clear a trade and making one pound and posting me like, boom, I'm like, I'm fucking buzzing. That that buzzes me up. Like they're they're finding they're, they're finding new ways of making money. And it's a it's a um, universal skill because if you learn how to trade, you can trade cryptocurrency, you can trade forex, you can trade stocks, indices, then you can reinvest in other things, and you go from there. It's a powerful skill set. Where can, where can people find you, Dan? As well, because you have got so much. Like, I love. I don't like. I got a lot. I don't look at loads of people on Instagram, but you're someone that I always uh, get involved with your content because you've got so much value to give to do with money, to do with mindset, to do with trading. So where can people actually find you, Dan? And obviously, we'll put it in the description so people can uh, can go give you a follow. Yeah. So I got um, Dan Duke's official. Like just literally Dan Duke's official. Nothing else. Like there'll be. There's like. Um, loads of duplicate accounts with that bullshit. It's Dan Duke's official. That is literally it. Um, and yeah, my Facebook is like Dan Duke's, but all of my Insta- all of my socials got shut down last year. So I'm on a rebuild. So they're the only two things I've got up and running. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a it's been a bit of a nightmare, but it's been enlightening, mate. Powerful stuff. So here's a question for you as well. Then, so obviously you invest in in trading, you invest into personal development. From like an investment point of view. Someone who's never made an investment in their life, but they've got a bit of money um, and they're looking at investing. They've got a bit of money sat in the bank. Like, how? What advice would you give in terms of where to put it first? Like the first point of call, um, and just anything around that, really. Yeah, I mean, first things first. I'd buy a book on investing. Like, I'd buy books. You know, I'd buy Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, Road to Ruin, Intelligent Investor, like all, I just invest in books and go to courses and meet people. And then secondly, I'd, I'd work on like, um, so it's different. Obviously, everyone's in different places. So it's really difficult. When I first started, I was just heavy into crypto at the time. This was like years ago. I was heavy into crypto. And the more like um, skeptical people came, the more obsessed I became with it. So I would like put... Um, at one point, I was like 70% of my income just loading up in crypto. Uh, I've always been a massive fan of like um, precious metals, so gold, silver and stuff like that, physical and, and obviously online then. And then I always just um, try and stay liquid as well for when opportunities come. There's nothing worse than when someone brings you a great opportunity and like your money's tied up. So that's what, another reason why I personally love network marketing because, you know, trading is great, um, but a lot of the time you need to, for most people, they need their capital to leverage off of. So um, network marketing gives you cash flow. Mm-hmm. So like cash flow is cash flow's king. Exactly. Yeah, king. Like, like, yeah, you need multiple, you need, you need multiple streams of income. You need digital streams of income. You need digital assets. You need a good network of people around you. And you need like li- money liquid ready. So if someone ever comes to you, I mean, put it this way, like God forbid, like someone in your family gets sick, and um, they need something, and you gotta be ready for that shit. Like you, that's an investment, like investing in, in your in your family or whatever. Like that. I always think about stuff like that. Um, that's another thing that drives me to to make money. It's like so, so yeah. Like I'd start investing myself, and then I'd get around the right people. Like I'm heavy into crypto, but again, 
Most people lose money in crypto because they're not what they're doing and they're not prepared to pay the price to learn it. Because right now it's it's falling on its ass. We're making money because we're selling it. We're selling. We're doing shorts on it. So, like, you have to know what you're doing, and you got to be pre- prepared to invest like time, money, energy, sacrifices. Like, you know, some some amazing advice there. And for you guys listening, like, ultimately, is is investing in yourself first before you start investing? Because so many people will, you know, they might have their last grand and then they throw it into crypto or into trading, and then they you get wiped out. And it's because, or you might, or you might have got lucky. And sometimes it's actually even worse getting lucky because when you get lucky, you start getting cocky um, and you think that you can make money easily. But the reality of it is, like, you know, Dan's made a lot of money in crypto and trading, but he's also invested a lot of money and he's also invested a lot of time into learning actually how to do it. But I've got one final question for you, uh, Mr. Dukes, and that yeah. is like, what does freedom lifestyle mean to you? What is freedom lifestyle? Um, bro, it's just, I think like it comes, like everything for me comes from within, like freedom. It's like believing that anything's possible. Like, you know, believing anything's possible, believing that um, like you're enough. Like free, once you start to have that expansive mindset, I mean, I don't know, freedom is such a weird, I mean, you can go on for hours about what freedom actually means because you say financial freedom, but it's so limited because it's so much bigger than that. It's just thinking like, I love the fact that you said to me, like, oh, I'm going to come, like, you know, we're, we're going to Cape Town for January. Like, I'm going to go Cape Town. Like, because you have that, not not because, you know, you've got millions and billions of pounds you can do it. It's just because, no, because you're not, you're not afraid. You don't have the chains, the ball and chains of fear where like, oh shit, what if this doesn't work out? What if that... You've, you've unlocked a different level of like, I'll figure it out. Like that's for me is freedom. When, when, oh. you, when you can just like, when you can just come up with something in your head and you can just do it and you're not tied to anything, like no emotions to like anything. I love that. And me and Jacob, we, we change our plans left, right and center. But we do. I did say to Jacob the other day, I went, do you know what? It's because we're free as fuck. And it feels fucking bad to be like, yeah, fuck it. I'll go Cape Town or I'll go Thailand. You know, it's, we don't, we don't even think about it. We just, we just, we just do it right. commit first, figure the rest out later. But at the end of the day, one thing that I've kind of like come to learn and for everyone's listening, because there's a lot of people that right now probably, they know they're not where they want to go. Like they're, they're, they're like, they know they're supposed to be somewhere else, basically. And I just say, like, by the time you're 70, would you rather have, like, a bag full of money or a life full of memories and experiences? Mm. And, like, it's hard, you know, to have that awareness now. Um, for, for a lot of people, maybe you haven't even taken a step before. All you know is what you're doing. But I promise you now, like, you'll never regret, like, making a jump and getting uncomfortable. Like, it'll always work out in the end. And I think you guys already know that. That's why you live with this kind of fearlessness. And I just love it. And that's why you have the same the type of energy you've got because you're just not really afraid of much. Like nothing really seems to phase you guys. So and, I, and, I and, and that's why we've all connected. And I always say something, amazing things happen on the other side of fear. But honestly, yeah. Dan, I am so grateful for this podcast. We're going to have to get you uh, on this podcast again. It's been fucking class. Everyone listening, uh, go give Dan a follow. And other than that, guys, Adios. It's been a fucking pleasure. See you later.